Welcome to the CFX Connections Podcast. CFX aims to educate and connect the people producing church services with those seeking to provide a better experience to their community. Our monthly podcasts are just one of the ways in which we do this. And thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Mark McDonald and I'm a church brand strategist with Be Known for Something. I have the a passion for the local church, pastors, and communicators to help them become known for something engaging through effective communications, you know, websites, social media, email, and print. And I've also written the best-selling book, Be Known for Something, and more than 800 church communication articles. Today, we're going to be talking with Lisa Bennett with Stadia Church Planting. Now, Lisa's a storyteller and a story lover, which makes her uh, after my own heart. And uh, she grew up as a preacher's kid. She fell in love with and married her college crush, then set off on eight years of ministry. And then voila, church <laughs> planting. And that led her to Stadia. And after 16 years down the road with lots more stories to tell, I'm sure. Uh, she's also a pancreatic cancer survivor who fully understands the weight of that statement. Well, today, she partners with her husband, Jeff, on the Bennett Front of Global Engagement. <laughs> that sounds like a fun podcast, which is really just life and all of its demands. Overseeing also the online education of their youngest and hosting the Stadia Bloom Plant Strong podcast and treasures that her favorite people ever, Maddie and Macy, call her mom. Well, Lisa, welcome. We have so much to talk about. Oh, thanks, Mark. I'm so glad to be here. Well, I, I let's just jump right in so that we can uh, we can cover as much as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. So, Stadia Bloom, Planting Strong podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of words there that need some explanation. So, yeah. so tell me a little bit more about it. Okay, well, so Stadia is a church planning organization that my husband and I have been, as you said, mentioned earlier, been participating with, joining, linking arms with for years now. Um, we're just passionate about that. My husband is um, part of, he oversees the U.S. church planting division of, of that organization. And so we've just been involved in both as planters um, and as more, you know, he's on the higher level now overseeing the planting of churches and partnering with established churches who want to help new churches get started. So it's just a whole thing that we are just incredibly passionate about. Um, Stadia is just all about uh, starting churches that intentionally care for children, which is a really cool angle that um, I just think is unique. And I love that about Stadia. That's just in their DNA and has been from the very beginning. And so we're just really passionate about um, the next generation, uh, the current generation. We often, often think that kids are the future of the church, but we would contend that kids are the current church. They're very much about what um, God is all about and his heartbeat. So there's just so much with that that we love and are passionate about. And then, you know, you mentioned the Bloom Plant Strong podcast. So Bloom is powered by Stadia and it is um, 
The focus of Bloom is to help maximize women in their role in planting churches. And that, as we know, can be 7,000 different roles. <laughs> um, we, we champion women at every stage, whether they're behind the scenes, whether they, their spouse is a planter, whether they themselves are up front and a planter. So Bloom is the part of Stadia that focuses on women and just lifts them up and encourages them, resources them, just the whole kit and caboodle. Okay, you just said yep. an awful lot. Yep. So yep. Just, just I want some clarity. Yeah. So Stadia, is it uh, just United States? Nope, we are global as well. Um, so yeah, so we have, um, so yeah, our umbrella covers global and uh, in the US and we also partner with Compassion. And so we have, um, Compassion International. So again, there's that intentionally caring for children piece, both in the U.S. and globally, and just a ton to unpack that we don't have time for today, but believe me, it's pretty dang exciting. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we'll be talking a little bit about your website at the end so that people can go yeah. and find out as much as they, they want to know. Yeah. You know. It's interesting because um, the women's role, like... <laughs> Okay, I've been married for 30 years, so mm -hmm. I know the women's role in my life. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about um, the women's role in church planting and what usually falls on them. And then, like, are, is there any major challenges that they typically face? Yeah. Well, obviously, Mark, we could do seven <laughs> podcasts on that, I believe. But um, to put it in a nutshell... We believe in helping women discover who God made them to be without all the expectations that have come historically, some good, some not so great. Um, so our whole vision years ago when Bloom got started, we're a, I think around 12 years old, um, was just to help women really do the work to figure out how God has wired them specifically. So not just as an appendage of their spouse or um, just kind of an afterthought, but for their wiring. And so that can look like, that can look like our single women who are thriving and who bring so much um, just wisdom and enthusiasm to the table and a perspective that I think in the past has often been overlooked. Um, it's, it's married women who are raising families. It's married women who do not have children and who are just, you know, figuring out how God can use them in their local context in starting a new church that reaches people who are far from God. And so Bloom's just all about just really championing, championing all of those categories. That's awesome. So I, you know, I, I almost envision every organization I talk to today, whether it's a church or church planters or, or even Stadia or Bloom, mm -hmm. you know, we're all in this car and we're driving full force ahead. And then we hit the wall of 2020. Isn't yes. that exciting? So, so talk to me a little bit about like, are there, I mean, there's got to be some implications to this whole COVID shutdown and, and, and just everything that we're dealing with with 2020. Yeah, it's a really great question. And obviously, um, one of the top things that, I, that we're hearing from our community is, um, well, there's two things. There's isolation 
So you have had both from the planters themselves, so they have been removed from the context of the physical gathering, um, which is, can be a challenge at, in leadership especially. Um, also, as I mentioned earlier, some of our, our community who are single, who have been removed from that context and who are trying to sort through things and use their gifts and build community. And it's really been like, they've really had to dig down and figure out, okay, how can we use these virtual spaces? So, so isolation would be one big thing. Another big thing that we're hearing from our community of women is um, the pretty obvious one with family and children at home and working from home. So many, many of our community are working um, women outside of the home context. And so sometimes now that we're at this however many months into COVID, some of them have been called back to a physical space, others are not, and so they're still working out of their home in addition to the obvious load of the work with church planting. So we're finding that capacity, time, kind of no, no space to kind of step away and catch your breath. You're just kind of figuring it all out on the fly, which is true of everyone. But for our women in our community, we are just really, it's really calling out um, the challenges of working women outside of the home to begin with. And then when you add this layer of COVID, it's, it's really hard and it's been a, a challenge to try to figure out how to navigate and support them well through this. So I, I guess that I'm, I'm thinking about people who are listening to this right now. If, if, if there was a, a female a woman from uh, in church planting right now, uh, what would you, what would you say to them right now for maybe encouragement or motivation? Yeah, I, I mean, obviously it sounds like a commercial, but like, that's what I'm here to talk about. We just believe so strongly that Bloom can be just such a safe place for you because church planting is no more heroic than any other endeavor in the name of Jesus, but I do feel like it's unique. It has unique challenges. It has unique things that are kind of thrust upon you in different seasons, and that changes as in you know pre-launch post-launch two to three years in all that looks different the beauty of bloom or a place like bloom so you know wherever you can find that context i just think bloom does it really well find people that get you that get what you're going through i mean we all know what it to be seen and that is our goal with bloom that women in leadership in a million ways, if it's leading your children at home behind the scenes or if it's leading on stage and all the places in between that you feel seen and supported, that you don't feel like you're going crazy. Like really, especially in this time with so much removed, the structures that we have depended on. Um, thankfully, we do have this, the digital space, which is a whole other thing that we're exploring and it's, there's some incredible celebration stories of what is happening in the digital space in conjunction with the physical space and, and those, you know, movements that are starting to happen. So it's, there's a whole lot of good coming and currently happening, but I would just encourage the women that are listening, really 
find, reach out. Do not try to do this alone. We were not made to do it alone. Oh, that's so good. That's really good. And I guess, you know, you touched a little bit on, on some actual successes that are going on. You know, we do believe as believers that God does work all things together for good. Yeah. I'm sure he's, he's even challenged for 2020. <laughs> I guess, what, what are some of the victories that you're seeing um, that are happening in, church, in the church planting world that, that have come because of COVID? Yeah, the discipleship piece, the digital discipleship piece is blowing our minds. Like, and I guess we shouldn't be surprised because God was never contained in a building, ever. Like, why did we think that? But we are just hearing story after story of um, there's, you know, there's just a whole angle to it of there's some an anonymity, like you can be, which we are fine. We know in church planting is a, that's a thing. You want to kind of check this Jesus thing out in a safe space. And so that's why we're so intentional in the way that we do our physical spaces with church planting, but the digital space can be you can create a, a way for you to engage, but still remain a little bit anonymous, check things out, feel safe, and then venture further. And we are just learning that our people on the ground all over the world are learning to read the impressions on a social media space, um, foster that communication. And we're hearing story after story of people like admitting some pretty deep struggles and getting help and getting connected to their local context, even if they connected digitally in a place that wasn't local. It's just, it's really exciting. And God is moving in very real ways to, at the same time, I don't want to downplay it. There have been extreme challenges with the removal of the physical space. That is a grieving point for so many that we're having to work through, but it can exist you can still have the connection um, in that digital digital space. It just takes some work, it takes some rethinking, and Stadia is passionate about helping people do that as well. Well, that's so good too. I, um, man, we could just talk for a <laughs> um, But you know, I'm also thinking about the majority of people listening to this are probably not involved in church planting, um, but for those people who aren't, and I'm not involved in church planting, I, I love church planters, love talking to them, but, but what can we do to help the church plants in our area? Yeah. Um, you know what? Obviously, I mean, it sounds like such a Bible school answer, but it really is prayer. Like prayer, we, we know it's power. We just often, when somebody asks us, what can we do? If we say prayer, it sounds like a less than. No, no, that's, that's a, a real thing. And it's so important. And if you're involved in a church that, um, you know, is established and has been thriving and that's so awesome, church planning cannot be done without you. Like it's a beautiful partnership. We are passionate about joining, linking arms with established churches because you know your context of your city better than anyone. If you're on the ground, but let's face it, um, at the rate that churches are closing, I mean, the statistics show. We hate that that's true, but that is happening. And so every thriving church, it is no, it is not 
eking in on their ground to start new churches in the same city. We all, we know that if you dig at all, you, you find those stats immediately. So to partner with established healthy churches to plant new thriving healthy churches is just a match made. Literally, we think in heaven. So <laughs> I would say, um, you know, talk to your leaders, like learn some about church planning, pray for your city and just start asking questions. God will will reveal those needs and that's that's how we plant churches we find out what communities specifically need and then you go and try to do what you can to meet those needs yeah i guess that it usually comes down to awareness just yeah yeah you know, oftentimes if, if you were to ask somebody in the in the pews of a traditional church um so are you aware of some of the <laughs> church plants that yeah. are in your area yeah. you would probably get a blank stare back right it's such a freaky term too people are like are, like we have two daughters and they've they've spent their life with their 18 and 17 having to <laughs> answer questions like your dad's a what he's a, what does it mean to be a church plant what are you talking about <laughs> so we understand and recognize that it's it can sound a little odd but we're just talking about starting new churches because if you put all the people who are not involved in a church if you compare those numbers with the availability of even healthy thriving churches it is not enough and so why would we ever want to limit that and it's not an either or it's a both and and we're big on that it's both and it's not new churches versus established churches never never will it be that and so we get real excited about helping um, those partnerships to thrive. Yeah, because ultimately it comes down to God uses people to engage with other people and whether those said people are part of a church plant or a large yes. traditional church, God yes. uses all of us, but we yes. just have to be aware. So any tips and tricks on, because uh, yeah, this is, you know, my arena is the, the whole engagement and That's trying right. to know who your community is. So uh, any tips and tricks for, for if, if somebody wants to get to know and engage with their community a little bit better, what would you recommend? Well, we find, um, I, I often encourage people to do what you're already interested in. So don't try to engage with your community um, in a whatever, a soccer league, if soccer makes you want to die, you know, like find something you're already gonna be excited about because being sustainable is important. If you just engage with your community, um, well, even with the best intentions, but if it's not something that you're gonna be able to maintain for the long haul, very quickly, the people in your community feel like a project. And that is the last thing we want because it's, it's not a project, it's an ongoing lifestyle. And so we wanna live our life in a way that helps show people what Jesus has meant to us. Like, I can't imagine my life without him and I want as many people to see that as possible, but I don't befriend them for the goal of, okay, you either, you're in or out, I'll give you six months. And if you don't come to Jesus, I'm gonna go on into my next project. It really needs to be something you love to do anyway. If you've got kids, be involved with your kids. God will bring those opportunities. And if they, if it leads to a relationship with Jesus, obviously that's, that's just the best, but really be invested in your community 
for more than an end goal. Um, it's just a life, a lifestyle, and it will be so rewarding for you. So just try to start engaging things outside of your church context that are things that you love to do and, and see where God takes that. Oh, it's so obvious that you love what you do. And, uh, and I want to encourage you today because uh, certainly uh, everything that you're doing and even just having the this podcast to be able to talk with women that are involved with church planting, I mean, the encouragement that you give to them is passed on to everyone around them. So thank you so much for for what Stadia is doing and for your podcast. Well, thank you, Mark. And, and, you know, to your point earlier, you know, you said that's your passion, your heartbeat, obviously your whole movement of being known for something and, and the, the, all the pieces of the puzzle that I believe right now is probably more important than ever because we have been restricted in so many ways um, that we've depended on for so long that you know, you and people like you who are forging a path and trying to make sure are our connections real? Do they feel authentic? And really, at the end of the day, it is relationships. Everything goes back to relationships. So thank you for what you're doing. Oh, well, thank you so much, Lisa. Uh, I mean, for the valuable wisdom and for that encouragement. Um, and, and I know that you and I both want to encourage anyone who's listening to this that's serving in the kingdom. Um, yeah. Thank you, the people who are listening, for listening today. Uh, you know, we want to encourage you to learn more about Stadia Church Planting by visiting stadiachurchplanting.org yep. <laughs> and be known for something at benownforsomething.com. CFX Virtual Conference is also a great thing that you need to have on your radar. It's taking place October 5th to December 6th. That seems like a long time, <laughs> but it's a great new way of experiencing a virtual conference through interactive and networking possibilities, as well as, and this is so key right now, <laughs> it's a schedule that just won't overwhelm you. So check out everything and register today at www.churchfacilitiesexpo.com. And next time on our podcast, we'll be talking with my good friend, Ben Stakely from Christ Fellowship Miami. So subscribe today so you'll be the first to get notified of when that's happening. Again, thank you so much for tuning in today.